the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. That's me. That's the show. That's where we're at right now. Uh, it's Sunday night. We just finished week two of the National Football League, week three of college football, and we're off and running. We're, you know, I wouldn't say the end of September, but we're past the middle of September, and we have multiple games to go off now. It was today was really, really entertaining. And that game, which I'm going to dive right into Sunday night football, Lamar, Mahomes, Harbaugh, Andy Reid. Harbaugh used to work for Andy Reid with the Eagles. He was hired for the Ravens. So there was just a connection there. They've had a little bit of a rivalry that the Chiefs have owned. Tonight was fantastic. That those two guys and really Lamar in the second half was awesome. Something I noticed in the Cowboys game that I, I got to give Jerry and company and McCarthy and the coaching staff because I've given them a lot of heat. So I, I'm I'm an equal opportunist. I, I give you know criticism, but I also give praise, and that they deserve standing ovation would be uh, probably strong, but they deserve a fist pound. You know, maybe a high five. Uh, the rookie quarterbacks today, specifically the first and second overall pick, did not fare well. Uh, did not fare well at all. And I have some thoughts on the injury things that I talked about on Friday that just, holy moly, you see how many people got hurt today? It was out of control. 
Of course, the Middlecoff Mailbag, we're not going to do on this Monday podcast, but we do it on Tuesday and we do it on Friday at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. You guys know the drill. Slide in. Also, every Monday starting tomorrow, I guess we did it last week too, but tomorrow we are starting at 4.30 at John Middlecoff, the Volumes Instagram as well. We will be live at 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. 7.30 Eastern. So depending on where you are, you, you do the math. Come, ask questions, hang out up until the game. We'll just, we'll be there for a while. BSing, taking questions, come hang. I highly recommend it. Uh, also, the 3 and Out podcast, if you could, subscribe, rate, review. Leave a review, five stars if you want. And uh, I, I greatly appreciate that. But I wanted to start with the Sunday night game. And, and first and foremost, before I knew what the result was going to be, probably with 10 minutes left in the game. Clearly, Lamar did not play well in the first half. He was really struggling, as he has before against the Kansas City Chiefs. Throwing a couple picks, didn't look that great. His team was kind of in shambles, right? They have a million injuries. You just start thinking, are they going to start not just 0-2, but headed for a seven-win season? And if you've been listening to me for a while, and I know we have a lot of new listeners, I didn't like Lamar coming out. He was not my style of quarterback. I didn't think he was accurate, and I'm always very hesitant with running quarterbacks, and he's a run-first quarterback, that they're going to get hurt, that they play kind of reckless, and and he still does. But I I discounted this, and if you've you've been listening to me for a while, I've come around. Uh, I I bought one of his shirts, or sweatshirts, No One Cares, Work Harder. Uh, It's actually one of my favorite sweatshirts I own. I, I wear it like once a week. And I love whenever I see Lamar talk after wins or losses, he has won me over. Because at the end of the day in pro sports, you got to have talent. And clearly Lamar has immense talent. Most guys in the NFL, especially high draft picks, have a lot of talent. What determines your success or failures is your mindset, is your willingness, and your competitive character. Your competitive character. Lamar Jackson's competitive character. And when I say that... I don't mean whether you win or lose. I just say how willing you are to be relentless, whether things are going good or bad in terms of your effort. And whenever I watch Lamar down, up, he's playing his ass off. He did last week. He did it again today. His competitiveness is elite. It is fantastic. So when you go, what are you going to pay Lamar? Are you going to be willing to give him all this money? Like at this point, what are you going to do? Not pay the guy? He's a much better thrower than we ever thought he would be. That's not up for debate. Is he ever going to be Mahomes, Rodgers, or Russell Wilson? Probably not. But he is clearly, and he's dramatically improved since he's been in the league. And ultimately, the NFL is about getting better. It's about improving. Mahomes has improved. Lamar keeps improving. The only question mark I would have, because I think his competitiveness is up there with any guy in the league. And you watch that game tonight, You have some of the most elite competitors in the entire NFL, in Mahomes and Kelsey, right? And Lamar can match their competitiveness, which is rare. Not many. That's Brady. Like it's a short list of guys in the league, right? And he basically willed his team to a win. He tried to will his team last week when guys are dropping like flies, injuries everywhere, the mojo and the juju around the team is in shambles. Not with him. Not with his. There's just as they call it in football and I think in sports, like multipliers, do you uplift people around you? And it's it's essential at quarterback because everyone's looking at you in the huddle, all 10 other guys. And let's face it, 
Really, your whole team is. You are the star of the team. And I, I have nothing but respect for the player. I also have nothing but respect. The game was just awesome. I mean, how much fun was that game to watch those two players just entertain the hell out of us? I, I, I do have to, to hat tip. Now, he does this a lot, and he's kind of consistently done it for the last couple years. But it was a pretty big spot at the end of the game, fourth and one that easily could have punted. Now, I think if you punted to Patrick Mahomes in that offense, even though they have no timeouts, you could easily lose. And they're only down one point, so Butker has kicked long field goals. And as Lamar's walking to the sideline, John's walking at him going, what do you want to do, Lamar? So the head coach, who's an aggressive guy, is empowering his quarterback. And in a day and age, let's face it, a lot of coaches, even as we know the analytics now, and it's more conducive to win a game, to go for it, these two-point conversions, a lot of guys still get scared. Because it's easy to act like a tough guy. It's easy to be like, you know... If I would have had the opportunity, you hear that a lot, like after recessions, when guys like, you know, if only I would have, I had a hundred grand, if I could have bought three homes in this one area, they'd all be worth, you know, 500 grand a piece. Well, you didn't, you know, the opportunity was there. You probably saw it and you pushed out. It happens to a lot of us. It's a, it's a natural human reaction. It's easy to look back and go, God, I wish I would have. What do you do in the moment? Like, let's face it, something weird is going on right now economically. When the quote-unquote recession hits again, will you have the balls to pull the trigger that you know is coming up? So when you look back in 2025 and 2026 and 2027, everyone's going to go, well, I wish I would have done that. And you would have been the guy that goes, yeah, I did that. When when this thing tanked, I bought it. So 10 years later, I'm not kicking myself. Ah, I should have done that. Oh, I wish I would have invested in that could have bought that home. I had the side cash. It went to nothing. Most of you won't. I, I, I'm not acting like I will either, but it's just something that we all see. And then we all talk about years later. And we see it a lot with coaches. God, I should have gone for it. There's a select. I saw Mike Vrabel do it in the Seattle game, which was crazy because I didn't have that game on where, where I'm at. I had the red zone and I had on the Chargers uh, Cowboy game. And I mean, at one point in time, I th- I just assumed Seattle was going to win like 40 to 10. All of a sudden, I look up the Tennessee's driving at the end of the game to send it to overtime and then they score. Well, they didn't have to send it to overtime. They could have gone for two. Now they ended up winning, but Vrabel just puts up the one finger. It's like, Mike, you're an old school tough guy. Like, what are you doing? You're on the road. You're not going to go for two. And he'd go, well, it ended up working out. I would not want to get into a situation where it's just a coin flip. It's me versus Russell Wilson. That is not how John Harbaugh thinks. Hell, Andy, the last, he's been very aggressive with Mahomes. That's not how he thinks anymore either. We've seen Belichick, who's been doing this for two decades, right? Remember in the mid-2000s when he went for it on fourth and two with Kevin Falk, didn't get it, and Peyton Manning ended up winning? He was really way ahead of his time. He played, as Herm Edwards would would say, play to win the game. There's a difference between being reckless and being aggressive. And I, I love what John Harbaugh did going for, you know, fourth and one. You have, a, let's face it, Lamar Jackson, is he a $130 million quarterback, $140 million quarterback, $150 million quarterback? I don't know what his exact price is, right? We saw how much Dak got. We saw how much Josh Allen got. Like, I just know he's in that world. And really, the only concern I have about Lamar the next five years, because I love the human, I love the competitor, I love the talent, I love that he's still improving. The only thing that gives me pause, and this is a big thing, 
is that when you play, reckless is the wrong word because he's very under control, but when you put yourself out there as a running back, which he turns into when he takes off, and really he's just an all-time playmaker, right? And I saw it firsthand when I worked for the Eagles with Michael Vick, and Lamar's a little bit like that. You put yourself in harm's way. And, you know, you're just going to end up, I feel like Michael Vick definitely takes more shots than Lamar, but Lamar takes his, you know, fair amount of shots. And eventually, those guys on the other side of the field, as David Culley actually told me once upon a time, who's running a pretty competitive Houston Texans, when I said, God, we're going to kill, I remember we were playing the Buffalo Bills. I just, you know, I had been worked in the league for like five months. I thought we had a pretty good squad. And, you know, it was a couple games in, and I was maybe, I think it was the Buffalo Bills, might have been the Lions. It was just a really bad team. I'm like, we're going to kill these guys. As I'm dropping off, you know, a piece of paper in his office, we were bullshitting. And he looked at me, he's like, bro, you can't talk like that. This is the NFL, man. Every week, you, you understand those guys on the other team, like, they drive really nice cars too. They live in big homes. I started thinking, I'm like, yeah, you know, they kind of do. You Like, you watch the league throughout the week. Like, you're like, these guys are, I mean, you could be playing the worst team. It's like whenever I hear the argument, we didn't want to throw Justin Fields against the Rams defensive line. We didn't want to put Trey Lance in a situation at the Lincoln Financial Field against the Eagles and their defensive linemen. Well, who do you want to put them against? You know, I mean, every team has multiple defensive linemen that at minimum are worth like 10, 12 million. A couple have 20 million guys. Others have ascending players. Every team, the worst teams, maybe not the Jags, but the majority, like you play the Texans, you don't you don't think they can hit you really hard and knock you out of the game? So that is the one area with Lamar that would give me pause. But at this point in time, what, what are your other options? He is easily one of the best players in the league. He is an elite football player, and he's a damn good quarterback. But the thing with the quarterback, a couple years ago, he was like a really good quarterback. Then he's a damn good quarterback. Now he's like a star quarterback. You know, he's just a couple. If he gets a little bit better as a passer and more consistent just as a drop back passer, he'll just be elite. I mean, it's, he's headed that way because he just keeps improving. So the Ravens got an enormous win ultimately for the Chiefs. I mean, it sucks, but I think they'll be fine. Okay, let me tell you about my friends at FanDuel. Football season's here. And if you've never bet on the NFL... There's never been a better time to give FanDuel Sportsbook a shot. Because right now, you can place your first bet risk-free. That's right. You'll get up to $1,000 back if you don't win. FanDuel gives you so many bets to choose from. There are same-game parlay bets, player props, futures, and so much more. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online, real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Indiana. Visit www.1800gambler.net. West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs 
has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of General Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor. Full pouches. The thing that I wanted to give the Cowboys some credit, last year was a very offensive draft, especially early on, right? Quarterbacks going left and right, right? They went one, two, three. Pitts went four. You had Sewell go high. I guess you had a couple DBs go high. But, and then the receivers, Waddle went. Devontae Smith went. It was a very offensive heavy draft. We all watched the Cowboys last year. Swiss cheese. It was an embarrassment. They couldn't stop anyone. I mean, it was they were terrible on defense. Mike Nolan fired. They had to improve. Well, it's not just the you know the coordinator needs to improve, and Dan Quinn 
I mean, he's clearly better than Mike Nolan. But they needed good players, too. And in the draft, they took Micah Parsons, who did not play last year. And when they did that, it's like, you know, you add him to the linebacking core with Van Der Esch and with uh, Jalen Smith. And this guy, you know, Jalen could never run after the, I, I mean, never run as well after he had the major injury at Notre Dame. And Van Der Esch, you know, good player, always gets neck injuries. So you just get this guy, get a talent, and get to work with him. And then this week in practice, which is by far the worst thing in the NFL, it's one thing to lose a guy in a game. At least if you lose a guy in the game, it's like, you know, it's part of sports. People get hurt in the games. Getting hurt in practice, I, I would say getting hurt in training camp, you know, any guy that's going to make your 53-man roster, really, I mean, for the individual, it sucks getting hurt no matter when. But if you're looking at it from a team's perspective, Losing a starter or a good player in training camp is by far the worst. It absolutely sucks. Losing a guy during a practice week is the second worst. Like, I mean, that's just, you just lose a guy on Thursday of practice. It's why what happened to the Ravens two weeks ago, when they lost two players to ACL injuries in the same practice of a regular season practice is unheard of. I, I think that's a NFL record. Two players in the same practice to ACL injuries during a game week that I, I can't even imagine functioning the next day at work. Like that place had to be so quiet. There is no feeling. Listen, I've worked in corporate America. You know, you can have bad quarters or whatever, but you know, other people in other departments, they don't really care. It's all kind of intermixed. Some people are down. Some people are happy. You kind of ebb and flow in football. And maybe it happens depending on, you know, if you have a smaller business, if something bad happens, you would really feel it in the building. But after a loss, on the field, or a de- devastating injury, you swear to God someone died. That's the way people just kind of walking on eggshells in the building because everyone just feels sick to their stomach. And that the Cowboys had to be feeling that when Demarcus Lawrence, you know, whatever, he broke his foot, had a fractured bone in his foot this week at practice. Micah Parsons, who is a stand-up linebacker, that's his position, stand-up linebacker. Now he's an outside linebacker, which he played at Penn State, which he did some pass rushing. But they basically just moved to defensive end today. And they deserve credit on you know two fronts here. One, for identifying a player that has insane physical attributes and is a guy that you can work with and mold and him being a difference maker. And whenever I looked up today and saw number 11 line up over the right tackle and just get a get off, I went, he just looks like a normal defensive end. He's a freak. And for the Cowboys to pivot and be able to utilize, you'd be like, middle cow, that's pretty basic. What else would they have done? Well, I I don't know if the Cowboys coaching staff defensively last year would have figured that out. They just would have kept ramming a square peg into a circle hole, and it wouldn't have worked. Instead, today, they kind of pivoted. They were like, Micah, you did some pass rushing at Penn State. You're a good blitzer. Let's have you put your hand in the ground. Let's have you do it. And he did it. And they, you know, what do they tell you in life? The more you can do, I don't mean like I can't do that much as a podcaster. I producer James, I had to be on the phone with him last week. I'm trying to add these chords, figure out my internet. I don't know any. I'm in the digital space. I'm a professional podcaster and streamer. I know nothing about coding, about the internet, beside how to sign on to Wi-Fi. That's it, and how to send some emails. I am technologically illiterate, yet I make. Every cent that I make, beside gambling, and I had a heater this weekend, I, I make on the internet through this stream. I, I know nothing about technology. So, but like Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons, he'd be the equivalent. Like he could podcast, he could create the computer, like he can do a lot. 
If I was a Cowboy fan, I would be very, very excited because you have a player who just has stupid talent, who can do a ton of things. And the Cowboys deserve credit. They have drafted over the last four or five years very, very well. That game was very, very entertaining. A little sloppy at times, but to watch Herbert make some of those throws, he is a really, really special talent. The the other thing, and I, I talked about this on when would it have been Friday's podcast, the injuries, it's absurd. I mean, today was, I thought was outrageous. Most games that I watched, a cart came out. Uh, I mean, at one point in time, like five quarterbacks went down. Now, a couple of them, for a split second, I thought Baker was seriously hurt. Turned out he was fine. Derek Carr had a scare. He got up. Two up, I mean, broke ribs. He's going to be out a while. And you guys know I'm not the biggest Tua fan. That That sucks. For a split second, when I saw the highlight, I didn't see it live. So then the moment I saw that he was getting carted off, I go to Twitter and I go, what was the injury? What did it look like? The way he went down, at first I thought, did he just re-aggravate his hip injury? That would be awful. He didn't. Uh, And then Jacoby came in and looked awful. But just quarterbacks or just other players all over the place. Jarvis Landry got hurt. It sucks. And I'm not a doctor, uh, obviously. But you you just can't convince me that the lack of preseason and no training camp in terms of these guys playing and tackling, no double days, then you just start games. You basically go 0-60. to Even if you don't go, I guess, 0-60 to if you count camp, it's like 20-60. to I think it used to be these guys, I've been watching football like many of you my whole life. I swear to God, maybe I wasn't doing it for a living, but I didn't feel every game I watched in the 90s or the early 2000s, guys just getting carted off every single game. There are injuries. It's football. We get it. But the amount in which they're happening, oh, Brandon Graham, torn Achilles, it's crazy. It's insane. It sucks. You can only lose so many players before the game starts to be diminished a little bit. And the more and more defensive players you lose... In a, in a day and age when it's never been easier to play offense, just leads to some of these crazy offensive games. Now, granted, today was like a lot of games that weren't that high scoring, but I think big picture, it's something to keep an eye on. The rookie quarterbacks, man, especially Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, it's hard. The NFL is very, very challenging. I think it also speaks to You know, we nitpicked luck. I didn't, but the internet did, and people always acted like he was overrated. Think about this. Andrew Luck, his rookie season. Now, they they weren't your normal 2-14 and team because they had been really good with Peyton Manning. They were just a Peyton Manning-led operation, but without him, we all watched it. It It was gross. But when Andrew got there, they still had some good players, right? They had Freeney. They had Mathis. They had Reggie Wayne. They drafted T.Y. in that draft. So immediately, they just had some impact guys. But they were clearly a pretty flawed team. And for a rookie to come in, he wasn't going to be able to be like Peyton Manning. Still got him double-digit wins into the playoffs. With Chuck Bagano as his head coach and Ryan Grixon as his general manager. I think that's aged pretty pretty well. Now, is Chuck Pagano, who had been in the NFL, all, like Urban Meyer never been in the NFL. Clear, Urban Meyer is well over his head. Has no clue what he's doing. But today, I looked at the matchups, especially with Trevor Lawrence and with Zach Wilson. They were playing Belichick and Vic Fangio. You went like, you know what? You know, Trevor, this is not like playing Georgia Tech 
or Miami, who's god-awful, or Florida State, who's also god-awful. Let's face it, the ACC, I live out here on the West Coast. I see how much crap our conference takes, the Pac-12, and it didn't have a great week. (laughs) A lot of losses. The ACC is equally as terrible. Honestly, it's probably worse. They just have Clemson and the Pac-12 these last four or five years haven't had a top team. But Clemson, you remove Clemson, all the other teams are a joke. And Trevor kicked her out. Trevor's an awesome prospect. Talked to a friend in the league on the phone on Friday. He said Trevor Lawrence, in all his years, has been doing it for over decades. The best player he's ever evaluated. He's an elite talent. But we know it's it's hard to just take this talent at quarterback, then run the whole operation, learn the offense, elevate good players around you. Then you got to factor in you got a bad coach. For the NFL, Urban Meyer would be a great pro head coach or college head coach. Their defense is bad. The team just sucks. It's really, really difficult. Zach Wilson goes number two. His team's awful. And then immediately, the first, you know, in training camp and then first week, they lose like three, four players. So their team's already questionable in terms of how talented it is. You take away Carl Lawson. You take away Beckton. Like, their talent just diminishes fast. So then you go into every game. Even Zach Wilson at BYU, but definitely Trevor at Clemson, they always went in with the advantage. They went, yeah, we're better. Trevor, how many games were they never not favored in his three years there? He, he wasn't used to never being Goliath when they entered the field. Maybe sometimes, right, if you factor in the, the Final Four, when they would go against Alabama or Ohio State, that's just another Goliath. But Clemson didn't view themselves in that game at all as anything less than an equal. Even when they lost, right? Going into the game, they viewed we're the better team, as they should. It's not the case on Sundays. It's really, really, really hard. He didn't even throw for 120 yards, Trevor. Zach Wilson threw four picks. Should we be shocked? He was playing Bill Belichick. You ever heard of him? The greatest coach of all time? I don't even necessarily hold today against Zach. But I think both these guys, the, the learning curve is dramatic. The it, It's just very, very difficult. The expectations are outrageous. You can disagree, and I have, with Matt Nagy. But when Dalton went down today and Fields went in, it did look like a lot of things were moving fast. And they were playing the Bengals. Trey Lance didn't even get in the game today. Now, they're playing Philly. It was a tight physical game, but it was like, yeah, I don't know if this kid's quite ready yet. We forget, and I guess we don't. We talk about it a lot, but Patrick Mahomes, I mean, it was like really much more like 96, the way he got treated in 2017. Get to sit for the entire year, learn, take it all in, watch, you know, approach every week like the backup, just kind of get a feel for whatever other NFL players do. These guys getting thrown right in. Can you imagine, even if you were really talented, at 21 or 22 years old, it's one thing to be a position player, Michael Parsons, right? Or Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, you name it, all the position guys. A lot of pressure. You're making a lot of money. Everyone looks at you like the first pick, but you get to just kind of blend in. You just kind of get to be one of the dudes. You're usually not a team captain. You're not even the leader in your own position group. You just kind of got to blend in. Now you're expected to make plays, but it's just an easier feel. When you're Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence and you have to start on the worst team in the league, everyone's staring at you. Every All the fans are talking about you. All the coaches are looking at you. The other players are looking at you on your own team. 
every team you play, the other defenses are trying to kill you. I, I as someone who matured, really kind of kicked in in my thirties, right? I'd say my twenties. I, I can't even can't even begin to comprehend how intense that would be. I never saw a first round quarterback when I worked in the NFL, but I did see the pressure and the intensity of it. I did see Derek Carr, my second year at Fresno State, come in. We Coach Hill didn't name him the starter, made him the backup. Just didn't think he was quite ready at 18. And Derek disagreed, I remember. Now, I would have, if I sat down with Derek, who blocked me on Twitter a long time ago because he thought I was too negative about the Raiders, which wasn't a total lie, but they were really terrible at the time. I was probably tweeting negative things. I wonder what Derek would say now about he basically got two years because he was the backup and then he got to redshirt his second year. It is easier. Anytime you take a step up in life, if you're truly not ready, and definitely in football when your team around you isn't ready. If I put Trevor Lawrence on the Steelers, it would look a lot better. If I put Trevor Lawrence on the Colts, it would clearly look a lot better. That's not the case. He's on the shittiest team in the league, him or Zach Wilson. And they're both just thrown to the Lions and they're getting eaten alive. Eaten alive. But if they're able to mentally handle this, and failure sometimes breaks people. It destroys people, especially when it's just over and over and over again. If they can overcome it and get to the other side, and some of it's going to be out of their control, right? Who they draft, who they sign and free, just improve the team. They will be better for it. But when you go through the lowest of lows and you may stay there for a couple years, it breaks people. It shatters people's will. It really does. Like it's what I gave Lamar a lot of credit about his competitive character, right? Well, he's always been competitive care. He's always won. So he's competing in games to try to win and they go to the playoffs and it's just, it's natural, right? And I'm not saying those guys don't have it either. You you can't even tell. I mean, they're just getting mollywopped every week. So I don't know, man. I, I think Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are, are in for a long year and, uh, yeah, we'll have more on Tuesday. This is a little Monday. We try, we'll try. we do like 20, 25 minutes, recap some things I saw. We'll do this every Monday. Like I said, Instagram, 4.30, Monday before Monday Night Football, 4.30 Pacific Standard Time, 7.30 Eastern, uh, at John Middlecoff's Insta, also the Middlecoff mailbag, slide up in those DMs. Have a great Monday, and uh, I'll either see you Tuesday or see you on Instagram on Monday, Monday night, Monday afternoon for me. Talk soon. Peace. The volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards 
on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.